Um, I'm going to read you a little... Actually, no, I'm going to tell you the story so far. I mean, because... So Matthew, Matthew, the book of Matthew, if you don't know, Matthew, Matthew is the beginning of what we call the New Testament in the Bible. The New <coughs> Testament is um, the bit that is written from Jesus onwards. The Old Testament is before Jesus. So just to give you where we are. So this is the first book of the New Testament. So it tells the story of Jesus' life. And so far, I'll give you a very brief summary of what's happened in Matthew in chapters 12, up 1 to 12. Very brief. I'm going to miss loads out, but I'll tell you. He's been teaching with power and authority. People have been listening to him, gathering to him. Um, I noticed, actually, he just can't get any space. He's always trying to find a quiet place, and then he's in that quiet place to, to go and pray. He finds a whole lot of people come and say... We want you to tell us stuff. We want you to heal. And, and, and he has, he's surrounded by people. So in the process of that, he heals the sick. He's healed the leprous, the paralyzed, the blind. Um, he's driven out evil spirits. He's cast out demons. He's calmed a storm. And he's raised a, a girl from the dead. That's the first 12 chapters in summary. Pretty, pretty good going, right? And he still does that kind of thing today as that. I just... You know that story that I was telling you about uh, with the baptism? He's still doing that today. Okay, so I'm going to read um, from Matthew chapter 13, verse 53. Just a few verses to the, to the end of the chapter there. But I've just given you the, what's happened so far. When Jesus had finished these parables, he moved on from there. Coming to his hometown, he began teaching the people in their synagogue, and they were amazed. <coughs> Where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers, they asked. Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't, this mother's, isn't his mother's name Mary? And aren't his brothers James, Joseph, Simon and Judas? Aren't all his sisters with us? Where did this man get all these things? And they took offence at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honour except in his own hometown. And he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. Actually, this just reminds me. We, one thing I haven't mentioned this morning is that Dan got his GCSE results this week. Yeah. And he didn't do too badly. He did very well, actually. Very well indeed. He's in his hometown. We are celebrating with you. <laughs> Apart from in Spanish, and so, so Spanish, I've suggested that we go on a field trip together and go and practice Spanish. But apart from that, he did very, very well. I say apart from that, only, only got a... Well, yeah three or something but they, the, the rest very very well so thumbs up and going to college to do media and physics no PE yeah and film okay there we go so well done Dan we are, we are proud of you and um, yeah so um, the reason why I mentioned that will maybe become apparent in a minute um, so Jesus returns to his hometown he's been on a tour um, and it's been pretty epic, and um, I don't know how you how would he exp- what would you expect when some this the boy comes home if you like you know when a football team like they win the FA Cup and they go back to their hometown even though none of the players are from there but um, you know Man City came home with it was Man City wasn't it last year they won the league and they come home and they always get an open top bus don't they they have the trophy and the whole town comes out and they're waving their flags and and their scarves and all that kind of thing that's what happens and I was you know that's what happens local boy um, 
comes good kind of thing, you know. And you would maybe, you would expect that when Jesus comes to his hometown and he's been doing all these things that I just outlined in the first 12 chapters. I mean, I was thinking, you know, if I'd, from a music point of view, um, you know, let's think, say Bono. You know, you've heard of Bono? Even Keith has heard of Bono. So you're one ahead of Eugene Peterson. He hadn't heard of Bono. So... um, uh, you know, Bono, let's say Bono's just done a world tour and he comes and he does a gig in his local pub. You know, people are going to, people are going to come, right? You know, the, the, all the locals are going to, yes, Bono is, he's back. Let's hear. Um, or Tim Peake, let's say Tim Peake had come back from the space station and then he goes and teaches a science class in the local school. You know, that would be, wow, Tim Peake's here. He's teaching physics. You know, that'd be amazing. Um, and... You know, that's so last week we celebrated Josh and his results. This week we can celebrate Dan and his results. This is good. This is good. Um, and so Jesus comes back to his hometown and he starts teaching in the local synagogue. And now he's been teach- on a teaching tour and he's done rather well for himself, you could say, in those days, you know. And, um, and, and so what happens? Well, um, it doesn't go quite the way you might expect. They, um, they don't seem to sort of get on so well with him. And they don't really seem to accept or want to accept what Jesus, in their eyes, has become. Um, they can't see that who Jesus really is. They can't think beyond their own ideas. They can't accept that Jesus is... Actually, I suppose you could say he's a bit of a rock star in a way in those days, um, in, in a religious sense. They have their own frame of reference, and this is their frame of reference. That's Jesus. He's the carpenter's son. Surely carpenter's sons, they breed carpenters, and so surely Jesus is the guy who makes the chairs and the beds or whatever carpenters made in those days, tables, <coughs> Their frame of reference is they say, this is Mary's son. And we know Mary, she's quite quiet and quite humble. And they obviously weren't Catholic, these guys. You know, they, otherwise, maybe they would have bigged her up a bit. But, uh, you know, this, this is just Mary's son. And then they say, isn't this just the brother of James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? So Jesus obviously had, Mary obviously had other children after Jesus. And... and and maybe these boys, or men, as I guess they would have been, or young men at the time, they would have, I don't know, maybe gone on to pretty average things. You know, maybe they were just carpenters or that, and maybe a little bit disappointing, maybe a bit boring. And they're kind of saying, this is Jesus, these are his brothers. And they even say, aren't her, his sisters still with us, you know? Those ones, maybe they were a bit naughty. Maybe they were a bit troublesome. Maybe they were just the ones that always caused problems in the town. I don't know, but um, it was a small town. It had a small mind. It had small expectations. And I suppose, why wouldn't it? From that perspective, Jesus was an ordinary guy from an ordinary family in a small town. We know his mother. We know his father. We've seen his brothers. We've seen his sisters. We've how. Uh, What's, what's the big deal? How, how can this Jesus... They, they can't make sense of this. They can't make sense that this... I suppose as a village, they probably think this boy, you know? Because he's a product. We'll always think of our children as boys, even if they're 45 or whatever, you know? You know, how can this, this boy just be this 
teacher and this miracle worker. And despite seeing it, despite hearing it, despite knowing about the power, they dismiss it. And really they're kind of saying, this can't be right. I know who he really is. This can't be right. And as a result, strangely, because we're all made in the image of God, right? And sometimes we struggle to see God in, <laughs> in one another. But, but for, for Jesus, who is the perfect image of God, they completely miss that this isn't just the carpenter's son. But this is this, the son of God. He's fully man, but he's fully God. That All they saw was fully man. And they had a pretty low view of what fully man is. They couldn't see how power and wisdom and authority could be found in an ordinary bloke like Jesus from their town. All they knew is with Jesus, he's the son of Joseph, the carpenter. They couldn't see that he's the son of God. And they couldn't see beyond their, their familiar, normal way of looking at things. They couldn't see Jesus for who he really was. And so as a result, Jesus says to them, a prophet is not without honour except in his hometown. I hope that a jazz musician is not without honour except in his hometown. I forgot to mention that in the notices as well. Kairos are playing in a couple of weeks' time in Chertsey. You're all very welcome. You can prove this scripture right or wrong. I, I mean, yeah, it's up to you. No pressure. Um, but tickets are on sale. Um, but most importantly to note here for us, I think this is important for us to know as a church, he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. And if you want to understand what lack of faith means in this context, I think, is not recognising or not accepting or not appreciating who Jesus really was. Because they saw Jesus, they could see him, they could go and squeeze his cheeks, you know, and say, Jesus. But they didn't realise who he was. Um, the lack of faith was not being able to see beyond their own small-minded idea of what is possible, what's conceivable of a man who was born in our town from these people in this place. So the people of Nazareth, they couldn't see both sides of Jesus. They could only see the carpenter, but they, the son of the carpenter, but they couldn't see that he was actually also the son of God. Now, I want to keep that in mind... And I want us to think about how we view our church, the King's Church here, our church we love, right? Church we, uh, the body of Christ. And I want to ask you how you see us and how you see this town and how you see this church. And, and, and let me just, just throw some ideas out. I mean, are we a local small town church in our thinking? Are we a familiar church? You know, well, okay, well, I know, I know how this church works. I know how what things are like. Are we a routine Sunday church where we come and we know how it's going to work? We'll sing a few songs and we'll maybe pray a few prayers and we'll take communion and then Richard will stand up or somebody will stand up and say something and then we'll go home after some tea and biscuits, which are always very well prepared. Are we small? And therefore insignificant and not really much happens. Not, we don't really grow very much. Are we a group of nice people? And that's that. Are we a once a week place where we come to worship and then we go and do the rest of our lives? 
Are we just faithfully plodding along and unchanging? And I want you just to be honest. With Just have a little think. How do you view this church? Positive and negatives. And as you stop and think about that, is there a part of you who says, this, isn't, isn't this just a small independent little church in Addleston? Are we a bit like the carpenter's son sometimes in our thinking? You know, like in a sense of, oh, there's the King's Church. You know, isn't that just the, the church that's a bit like the carpenter's son? Isn't this the church where, you know, it's like, oh, well, Wendy goes there. You know, Dennis goes there. And Graham goes there. And Louise goes there. Keith goes there. Just, they're nice, regular people. Aren't we, aren't they just... Oh, we don't have his brothers and sisters with us. You know, that, that idea. Or do we think this is the king's church? You know, the king's church. And in this church, everything belongs to the king. And in this church, this body of Christ here in Adelston, this is the king of the universe. This is his church. And these are Jesus' people the image bearers of the Son who is the image of the invisible God. The body of Christ through whom new life comes, through transformation comes, through who healing comes, who deliverance comes, who wisdom comes, who knowledge, hope, new creation, all of those things come through the body of Christ. Because I think it's just easy for us to be a bit like the people of Nazareth and just get a bit overly familiar or a bit kind of like, well, we know how this works kind of approach, a bit routine in the way we think about church. And as a result, we have a little bit of a lower expectation of what happens when we gather than if we stopped and thought, well, hang on a second, this is, I'm just using our name, it's a good name, by the way, the King's Church. But if we lose sight of that and just think, it was this church, I'll be there on Sunday, I'll come. I'm faithful and I'm not saying, you know, it's not about whether we come or not, but it's, I suppose, more I'm talking about our expectation. But what, what's going to happen when we get here? Now, I'm not suggesting that we're the kind of people that take offence at Jesus as the Nazareth group here were, you know, in his hometown. They took offence at him. They were really quite upset that this local boy has kind of got too big for his boots kind of thing, you know, how this happened. Um, I'm not suggesting we're like that. But I am suggesting possibly that sometimes we get a little bit too familiar. The kind of, isn't this, isn't this just the carpenter's son? Isn't this just the king's church? You know? Isn't this, we're just small. We're just, you know, we do our thing, but isn't that just all we do? So my question, I suppose, this morning is, do we see this church as a son of the carpenter type church, or do we see it as a son of God type church? And if we want to see it as the Son of God type church, which I hope that's the answer, I want to remind you who Jesus is and who we are as this church. He's much bigger. He's a much bigger God than we can imagine. And I've been reading a book which speaks about understanding the size and the bigness, if you like, of God. Because too, easy, too often we just kind of we put God in a box and we narrow him down to our parameters. But he's much bigger than we can imagine. He is the, I'm going to quote you some bits from scripture here, he is the image of the invisible God who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. Us. Every spiritual blessing. Not just a few. 
every spiritual blessing. He's adopted us as firstborn sons through Jesus. He's forgiven our sins and lavished us with the fullness of his grace. He's poured out his spirit on us, which is the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead and the same spirit that heals people when they get baptised in Turkey. He rules on high and over all. His kingdom is never ending. His kingdom is near. He is with us and commissioned us to fulfil his mission in this earth. He has said that we will do greater things than he did. And that we are his handiwork, created in Christ Jesus, to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. So I want to stir up. I want to stir us up, myself included, to love and good works in Christ, the Son of God. And I pray that this, and I and I urge us to be a son of God type church not a son of the carpenter type church and so pray come Holy Spirit renew our minds because we all get a bit tired in our minds don't we Yeah. Mm -hmm. particularly when we look around and we think well most of the people here are the same people that were here last year and the year before and the year before that and the year before that Let's ask the Holy Spirit to come and renew our minds so that we'll be transformed to know that this is the King's church. And when the King is here, then all kinds of things can happen. But when we recognise, if we were to just think, well, this is just the carpenter's church, then I think our expectation will be lower. So I want to take a moment and just pray now and ask the Holy Spirit for, for, for us all to have a, a greater vision of who he is and who this church can be in him. And you may find that God speaks to you and brings a prophetic word or something. Just hold that for a second. But just let's just take a moment and pray. Lord, we thank you that you are the Son of God. And this church is named in your name, the King's Church. And so we pray, come Holy Spirit and refresh us and restore our minds in the power of your spirit to know who you really are and what the potential that potential means for who this church can be and what you can do in and through us come Holy Spirit come Holy Spirit Come Holy Spirit. Speak to us afresh. Now I'm going to ask us to do something now. Now if, if, if you have got something that maybe God's spoken to you, then just hold that Hold it. I mean, just bring that in a second. But I'd like um, before we redecorated this place, we had a couple of boards over here which had prayer things on them, and I'm thinking maybe we should do something, resurrect something like that. But uh, what I want us to do is I want you to write down. I've got some bits of paper. I hope I've got enough bits of paper. There's more of you here than I thought there would be. Um, I'd like you to write down what your genuine expectations and hopes are for this church, and maybe even for yourself in these coming months um, maybe over the next year 
because we often sort of, I don't know about you, but I always think of the year starting in September because schools do that, you know. Um, and just think, not what we could do, but let's ask God for things that only he can do. And be realistic. You know, you might want to say, you know, I, I want to believe Jesus for t- two miraculous healings this year, in the next 12 months. I want to believe Jesus for three new families to come in. Or I want to believe Jesus that, that we would have a word of prophecy or knowledge maybe once a month. Come. And I want you to be realistic because don't, don't start saying, yes, Jesus, I believe that you can bring 10,000 people and we'll get them all squashed into this building and that, uh, you know, they'll be... Uh, it, let's be realistic. You know, I mean, realistic in God rather than... Real, uh, do you see what I'm saying? You know, this is what, this church, what God has called this church to do. Um, we'll have to build a new... I don't know if you've noticed, we would need a new building if that were the case. If your faith goes that far, then do see me afterwards and I am all ears about that, all right? But I want us just to be, you know, what can we imagine that Jesus can really do? The supernatural son of God, Jesus, not just the carpenter's son. And I want you to write them down. We're going to pin them on. I've brought a nice board out. We can pin them down. And I want us to, to write those things down. And then I want you to just pray and ask Jesus what, how he wants to work through you to, to bring those things. Now, that's, I probably should have said that later because now you might no, rain back a bit. Because if you've prayed for, if you believe Jesus for healing, then I would ask you to pray that you would have the boldness to pray for healing. And if you believe Jesus for uh, pr- prophecies and words of knowledge, then I'm going to ask you to pray for yourself to ask the Holy Spirit to come and give you those things. If you have written down, I believe we will see lives transformed, then you're going to need to pray that, that how is God going to use me to bring that transformation? Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah? Good. So I'm going to hand these out. I've got some pens. Can we do this? You might take a moment, take a few moments. There you go. There's um, yeah, so let's just take a moment to do that. You can, if it helps, be prayerful and quiet. If, if it helps, you can discuss amongst yourselves. But does, that make, does everyone understand what I'm trying to do? We're trying to do, rather. Yeah. yeah? Two people have said yes. <laughs> Three people have nodded. I'll take that as a majority. That's almost enough to get Brexit through, that is. <laughs> Oh, I'm not going to be political, Reg. <laughs> That's Reg's job. Sorry, yes. <laughs> what do you believe? What do you believe Jesus can do for us as a church in, in here and now in the next twelve months? That's the question. And when you're done, maybe you can have a look at what other people have written. Not to say, oh, look what she's written, but um, more just to be you know, inspired by the, the, the breadth of things that we've written down. Uh, the pen pot is...